0: Welcome guys, it's Josh, Fusion Fantasy Football. This is part two of the next week tonight, week three episode. Uh, A lot more in-depth descriptions for why I picked who I picked, even a few extra names, and then a quick recap of last episode and all of the hits and misses and the streamers that were intended for week two in case you still need some for this weekend. Again, if you just want to get this week's hits real quick, look for the part one. If not, enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. Now, for the rest of you who are sticking around, we're going to go back through these again, and then we're going to get to do the fun recap stuff and uh, see how well a bunch of other picks last week worked out. So, Don Peoples-Jones, I, I started to go into detail because I forgot I was supposed to be going fast. And, I, I, I'm i serious, I was just so excited about it because I wasn't hearing much about him. Um The work was there. What's not to like? He's facing the Jets. One thing I noticed about the Jets now, I know the you know, Brissette isn't Lamar Jackson. The Browns are not the Ravens. However, However, um, a lot of big plays, deep passes and so on last week for the Ravens playing the Jets. Does that mean they, they're going to be a team that gives up big plays? Don Peoples-Jones is the right kind of player to do that. And so there you go. Now, the next one is another one I'm really excited about. Wasn't sure which one of these to list first. I do kind of put these in priority. It's a mixture of anytime I have these in a the list, it's a mixture of priority and um availability. So Robbie Anderson, possibly more available than Donovan Peoples Jones. And of course the tight ends, of course. But Robbie Anderson, great usage, fantastic production. He got the opportunity. He got the yards to almost 25% weighted opportunity team share. That's up there with top other players I can't just say wide receivers because it's weighted opportunity share, So it's all of the offensive players. But he's up there compared to other wide receivers. Um, let's see. That's up there with, I mean, technically it was more than Diggs, which I I get it. I get it. But still, technically it's more than Diggs. Um, trying to find the rest of it. Michael Pittman, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks was Brandon Cooks was just ahead of him a little bit more. But that's all that kind of tier of other players who were getting that kind of workload. Robbie Anderson. I don't know, man. Maybe he's just good with anyone that's not Sam Darnold. All right. Um, Tight end next, Juwan Johnson. If you're wondering where's the running backs... Guys, we did the running backs last week because that's the whole point of being a week ahead. All right. We'll get to that in a recap. So Juwan Johnson... um, hey flash from the past he was a week one like go ahead and play him uh, for next week tonight last year week one uh, and and he did he worked out um unfortunately was short-lived whether that was johnson still because he converted to being tight end so whether that was him still developing whether that was of course later in what three week four i think it was winston got hurt So I don't know exactly what happened to Juwan Johnson last year, but uh, I'm a little more confident in him actually being a thing and actually producing week in and week out. Um, So go ahead. If you're in the deep league, try him out. Uh, Hey, maybe even in Dynasty you can get him. k Otten, good chance you can get him, k Otten in the Dynasty. Now, he did get picked up here and there in the offseason, then the summer in Dynasties um, when let's see when Gronk wasn't coming back and, and that kind of news people started grabbing buccaneer tight ends but here's the thing uh, i did a lot of notes on him so be sure to check out the article form but i really dug into this one guys if if you were excited about remember Isaiah likely everyone excited about him with the ravens right well the problem was and i loved i loved isaiah i, I loved his profile as a uh, college receiving production the problem was he, he landed with the Ravens. And we've seen uh, a couple different years now. They've drafted these guys that I like the profile of. And then they disappear. Um, but they actually seem to really like him. And, everyone was, and and maybe even will use him, especially with uh, Brown being traded away. They need more weapons. Uh, yeah, DuVernay was there. But like fourth option seems to be maybe likely 50%-ish slot usage. Okay, all these things that are very positive, but he didn't really get much work. And we always know Mark Andrews is there, kind of capping him out. All those things are true for Kate Otten too, except his competition is Cameron Brait. That's not Mark Andrews, that's Cameron Brait. Guys, He he's getting like 50% snap share, right? He had the highest snaps of any rookie tight end ahead of likely, ahead of Bellinger. Not by much, but technically right there with him, a little bit ahead. Yet yeah, you saw him all game. And I think commentators mentioned this. Um he and the other co kefko, I can't I can't remember his name. Uh not more of a definitely more of a blocking tight end, uh, out there and blocking well. So he's earning opportunity on the field. All, all it takes now is him to get some opportunity in targets. And I think he's going to do something with it. Um, this is, so this is super under the radar. Nobody's thinking, you know, cause he literally didn't get a target. Right. Um, but he, he, he's on the target. He's on the the, the field. So what else can you want? Um, yeah, 80% percent route participation, 47% slot rate. Um, that's that's what Breit did. Sorry, that's what Cameron brake did. That's great. He did absolutely nothing with it. Got no opportunities out of it. I think maybe a target or two. I can easily see Kate Auden getting that opportunity and doing something with it. So, in Dynasty, that's the guy. I love it. Um, I was trying to pick him up in late in in you know rookie drafts and so on, and I I think I got him in one place, but I was at, able to add him later in others. Um, okay, so here it is guys acquire cam acres. I wasn't kidding I dug into it even more and as the week progressed the rest of the games were played We saw the usage of many of these other running backs up at that 80% opportunity share, right? and That's what Daryl Henderson got, but what did he do with it? What did he do with it? Practically nothing. I mean Depending on how you calculate opportunity share, he wasn't as high as some were saying. Now you'll see 81 or 82% opportunity share. That's just talking about opportunities for running backs, usually. That's what they're talking about when they use that percentage. Um, in my weighted opportunities, he he's right there with like Nick Chubb, you know, Austin Eckler, a little bit better than the the Michael Carter Brees Hall combo that got a lot of work together. Swift, Kamara, Hunt. Damian Harris. He's ahead of those guys, but he's below the Richard Pennies and the James Connors and the Chase Edmonds. Um, he's right at 21% weighted opportunity share. That's because he, he only he got five targets and he caught him for like 26 yards. He's not doing much with what he's getting is the point. Okay. My point is Daryl Henderson is mid. He's mediocre. He's nothing special. And the more they play him, the more that is going to be proven true it's more it's going to be evident and the more acres grows in confidence and in health because he was beat up coming into the season two all right the more that he can get out there uh you know the the coaches were a little bit unhappy but they were now talking today i think i read they were they were praising him for responding well and all this stuff look his chance his opportunity will come and you've heard me talking about how the recovery and everything, he's he's ahead of others like James Robinson, who went out and was getting all kinds of work last week. James Robinson does not care what you think or how long you think an Achilles to terror recovery is supposed to take. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. That's what we get for underestimating James Robinson yet again. Anyway. Cam Akers, if, if Robinson can do it, Acres is is younger by a year or two. And I think he's still talented. So I want to go ahead and go after Akers cheap. I'll take that risk. All right, Hunter Renfro, uh go ahead I know there's a lot of fear there, but Adam's usage. He I talked about weighted opportunity share. My my at least my um formula for it, right? I'm pretty sure Adams was the highest, the highest, double checking now, but yeah, yeah, 42.29% of the weighted opportunities on the team. And this, that's being calculated roughly, there might be a few loose opportunities out there uh, for players that didn't make it under the, the box score, under the stat sheet, but anyway. Pretty much among the relevant players, forty-two percent for Devonte Adams and Barkley was right below that at 42% of Saquon, by the way. Um That's a little bit unsustainable, uh, especially yeah, it just is. Alright, so anyway, my point is Carr was excited about using his shiny new toy. It's okay. It's okay. He'll get back to using hunter renfro it's gonna be okay so um if people want to freak out bail whatever go get him top 30 wide receiver still okay um i wasn't sure whether to put on here it's someone i'd keep an eye on i just talked about the the weighted opportunity share david montgomery almost 34 percent he's the next one he's the third most even more than jonathan taylor Now it's a share, the total number of opportunities was almost half of what Jonathan Taylor got. I think Taylor had the most at like 19 point something. Adams was 17, Barkley 14. Montgomery's down at like 10, okay? He had a high share. It was a weird game, all around weird game. I would be interested on maybe in a contender, maybe in a redraft. Um, but maybe in a contending dynasty in getting Montgomery cheap possibly I'd be interested I do fear Herbert I I, I like Herbert I've brought up her in the past as we will see again Um, but I feel like he's still getting the work Montgomery is still getting the work and he'll be okay so if you really just want a solid running back, two or three, for cheap, you might you could do worse than David Montgomery. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's keep going. Week three streamers, their quarterbacks. These there's not even much to explain here. It's Derek Carr versus the Titans. um Now the Titans have a, a, a decent defense, of course, but I just feel like on the slate. And as far as the matchups go, a lot of bad... In week three, there's a lot of bad teams playing a lot of good teams. And it seemed to me like I could play... Like, I didn't really want to play Mariota versus the Seahawks in in Seattle, okay? Didn't really want to do that. There's just the slate, the lineup of, of games, matchups isn't great. So, the next one, if you're really, really desperate is that game I just said, but on the other side, just play Geno Smith against Atlanta in Seattle. I think that's a good opportunity. um, If you're really, if you're really struggling to find something, that's a pretty good one, I think. Okay. Wide receivers. Like I said, whether you're planning on streaming, I almost should have listed him in the ads, but Kyle Phillips, you should pick him up. I mean, He's a rookie in Dynasty. You should be picking him up. I picked him up in a Dynasty league, guys. Just sitting there. I thought he'd been drafted ever late everywhere already and in a lot of places he had been. Nope, just sitting there. And this is like my best Dynasty team. I don't care. I'll stack up with talent on my bench. Love it. Um, high slot rate. Raiders did not allow a ton of, like, There were some big plays, but they weren't deep plays. It was Adams catching it, you know, 12 yards and then spinning around people for another three. Um, But there weren't like, like we talked about the Jets against the Ravens. There wasn't a lot of that going on uh, or, um, you know, the Jets had a couple. I mean, sorry, the Giants had a couple of big plays that got them in the game. So it wasn't those kind of big, deep plays. Mike Williams didn't have a good game, right? All against the Raiders that week, first week. So there's a lot of things that point me to maybe this isn't a game for Burks or even Woods. Maybe this is a game for the slot receiver, which is Kyle Phillips. It's plain and simple. I think he had the highest um, target share among the rookie wide receivers, technically, as a share. All right. Um, running backs, again, Sony Michelle. So all these other guys they've been drafting haven't been working out and then they pick up sonny michelle and thursday night here he is already so this is a little bit of a cheater because you can't pick him up right now but the weekend's going to happen there's probably going to be injuries people going to get excited there's going to be new running backs for people to go after you're still going to be able to go and pick up sonny michelle easy okay all right, um Hayden Hurst against Bengals Jets not much more to that one. I really like the defense pick here from the Eagles. Um some I'm not sure how widely they really are available on all platforms. They're only like 21% rostered on Yahoo. So you'll have to find out um As always guys, if you had any questions, you're in a particular league, every league is different every team is different so if you have some particulars that you want to just ask me at fusion on twitter dms are open shoot me a question i have a couple guys that do that's great you're not bothering me i'll get to you when i can if i don't get to you i'm sorry that just means i wasn't able to but you can ask all right so sh- hit me up i'm i'm more than happy to um Apply my process to your specific situation and maybe it's maybe it's not the same Maybe the the pool of players that you have to pick from is different than what I'm presenting here as options and I, I try to vary like I said in availability from Deep leagues to basic redrafts and so on. So hopefully there's a good spread here for you guys All right, we're gonna do a little bit of recap for last week Guys, there's a lot of hits. Um, I, I wasn't sure how to go about it, but I know when I was looking through, I kind of added a, a column in the sheet here and just to put down, you know, W or L for loss. And, and I have some N's in there basically meaning, like it didn't hit, but it wasn't bad or we don't know yet, you know, things like that. There's a lot of W's and most of them are on, this was the first one of the first sheets, from last episode, and I, I made a t- Twitter little Twitter post or thread about this, and um, I don't feel bad being proud about this. It's not because I didn't predict injuries. I'm not injury lapping injuries. That's not what this is. Everything on this list, at least for the top three guys, right, were all known situations. We knew that Elijah Mitchell struggles with injury. I said it on the show. Right? Now, did I know he was going to get hurt? No. Did he get hurt in a completely different way than what he was struggling with? Yeah, I think he did. But the point is, you can't call your shot if your call if your take works out because of an injury, but if your take involved the risk of injury, then that was the shot. Um, Jalen Warren, the same thing. We knew about this something with a Liz Frank foot injury with Najee. Is that what happened? It sounds like it wasn't. But is it pointing to a sign of more possibility of more or more re injury? Yes. I'm still I know everyone's backed off of the Jalen Warren now because now Najee is talking about playing this week back to normal. He's out there practicing. Okay, that's fine. The risk of re-injury, re-aggravation for the Liz Frank or whatever this ankle, the new ankle thing is, is still there. I'm still worried about it. Um, if if they're telling you that it's just going to hurt his efficiency, well, that's the one thing he had to increase. He was already losing opportunity. Now he's losing efficiency. It's, it's not going to be pretty, guys. And then the Rex Burkhead one was just kind of Honestly, if if you've been around fantasy football and you've been paying attention, this happens all the time. Do I, do I, I, somebody asked me straight up, you know, who would you drop this or this for? And one of them was, you know, are you going to drop Damian Pierce? I said, no, because I think short term, yeah, I prefer Burkhead. I prefer Wilson, but by the time we get to the end of the season, I don't know what that'll look like. Damien Pierce might be worked in at a full 50% share. And now Rex Burkhead, now you don't want either one. I don't know, but I wouldn't drop Damian Pierce quite yet. But in the meantime, he was clearly a main option for them. Um, option, I didn't know he was going to be the main guy. Whether it was, they just, it was working well. So they stuck with it, maybe. Um, it wasn't really game script because they were winning, but I could see game script being an issue in future games where they're down and they're passing, and he's that guy, not the plotter, not the grinder, Damian Pierce. Now, Damian Pierce, to his credit, was used in college receiving. Um, he may have that ability. Again, I think they're just not comfortable using him full time. Simple as that. The the Pacheco one. I mean, it worked out. He had a late touchdown. Didn't do a ton in this Thursday night game. I was a little hoping for more. But they were playing from behind most of the game. So it it made sense. McKinnon was in there a little bit more this week. Um, and it was pretty much between McKinnon and Pacheco. Which one do you want to stash, right? Um, I still like, as far as a long-term stash, Pacheco. Still like him. But Clyde Edwards is looking really well. Uh, looking pretty good. They're actually using him the way that we thought they would use him. And he's doing well with it. So... Does that mean he's not going to lose a job like we thought maybe it was possible? Probably not. So Pacheco starting to lean towards a, you you can let him go. He might be on the drops next week. We'll see. Um, Zamir White. The only thing here is that Jacobs was not used in the receiving game at all. Like no more than two targets, possibly one catch, I think. Um, Samir White didn't get used a ton either. So I think I counted this one technically as a loss or a neutral the least. Same thing with Boston Scott. They, they, they used him here here and there. True stashes that may still work out. And that's when it comes to when it comes to handcuffs and stashes, it, it's hard to say yes or no just week to week if it was a good call, because in two weeks, um Jacobs could be you know, dinged up or Boston Scott or Gainwell, uh, Gainwell or, or Miles Sanders ahead of Boston Scott. You don't know. So these are stashes for a reason. Um, and, and then we talk about James Winston, of course, uh, AJ Green didn't work out. That was a loss. Even everything going his way still wasn't that involved. Um, Dorch, you know, was getting used to, no, no. Okay. By AJ Green, I already cut him. He's done. Um, he, you know, what he was supposed to be on the drops, you know, add drops. I didn't have any really other drops, so I didn't really make a page for it, so I wasn't thinking about it. But he's supposed to be a drop this week, so there you go. Tight end Logan Thomas, did it up played, got work, very very comfortable. Love the upside of him, um, him, and I didn't really get into talking about ever. I was I never felt comfortable. For my show and what we're doing here talking about Everett as if I'm in on him or whatever because I wasn't the first on him, I've been high on Everett in the past. Actually, yeah, I was. I had a whole plan laid out for how he was going to get worked in and be useful in the second half of last season in Seattle, which started to come true until Russell Wilson got hurt. Um, so I've, I've always liked Everett, but I can't say that I was super high on him or first on him with the chargers but logan thomas everett um higby which we'll get to these are all guys why i keep telling you guys stop drafting early tight end and i remember i had a whole debate on with twitter with some guys and I was just like when it comes to especially when someone was saying in a 10 team league Oh, you really need to make sure you have a good quarterback and tight end. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's the ones where you don't need it. So in my home league 10 team keeper, you know, I drafted Hunter Henry. Um, But with how Mac Jones, something with his back, I, I wasn't super confident in this week. But guess what? Gerald Everett's just sitting there, just waiting. Doesn't even get picked up on waiver claims. I had him as a free agent. Let's see. How many points was that worth? Hmm. Pulling it up. Slowly. Well, I thought it was right there. All right. 13 points. Just like that. Off waivers. Probably going to be a top eight tight end score of the week. For free. Didn't have to invest. Guys. Stop. Stop it. Unless it's like Kelsey, maybe Andrews. I mean, Andrews barely, almost severely disappointed last week, barely um, did enough. Um, This was a good fun list I had. Um, Herbert obviously should be, I talked about um, Montgomery a little bit already. I'd be fine with buying either one right now depending on the, the team, the league, the situation. Herbert, I think, is a great handcuff and is in a situation um, in Dynasty to step into a bigger role next year. But in the meantime, Dave Montgomery, I'd be okay with him too. So, Dubs. Romeo Dubs, he, he, he looked pretty good week one now Lazard may be back in week two we'll see what that does to him and um I don't know but I'm I'm encouraged with the usage and the confidence from Aaron Rodgers but that whole offense I'm, I'm thinking we were right when like get we had a streaming uh show before of projections the streaming the the rankings extremity and show right and I had some other friends on, Josh uh, Crocker and I were both a little worried that the Green Bay Packers are just, the offense is going to not be good. And that's how it looked. So we'll see, we'll see how they turn around. Obviously, last year they looked terrible week one, right? And they came out okay. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah, guys, I forgot to make a drops sheet because uh, Brian Edwards was supposed to be dropped. We talked about it and I didn't even call this a loss though because I as part of the take, I said last week, look, you pick him up. If London's out and limited and he gets opportunity, Edwards gets opportunity, see if he does something with it. If he doesn't, just cut him. That was the call. He didn't. And London was active. So you can cut Brian Edwards and you don't have to ever think about him again. Simple as that. KJ Hamler. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a loss, I guess, uh, again. We'll we'll see, but it's pretty much a, a loss. Nothing was happening there. Um, and I know that the score was low and the they, the the Broncos lost, but they were moving the ball a lot. They had two red zone fumbles. Like there was a lot happening there that, that could have really changed how things looked. Um, okay, so these are the streamers for week two that we talked about last week. These are all still valid, very, very valid. And all our streamers that I hear... Other shows recommending for this week. Again, I recommended it for you last week. So Winston, Tampa Bay, looking good. Matt Ryan versus Jacksonville. I'm going to be starting that myself. Where I had Dak. Um, This one, I know you can probably toss it out. Edmonds was very, very much involved. So clearly healthy. Mostert did get some run, but... For the most part I would probably avoid this one so this this is a loss I, I don't think this after looking back it doesn't look like it's going to look nice I still like this one though Paris Campbell versus Jacksonville um I still like it he he did not get the opportunities I had hoped for however I think one of the highest snap shares on the team if not the highest snap share of of the offensive players, of course. Um, So he's out there. It'll come. And what can I say about tight ends? Uh, Both of these guys showed up week one, and both of them are being talked about now as week two streamers. So Higby, uh, technically with the most weighted opportunities for any tight end at 11, 11 targets, I mean, yeah, at least one, I think two of those were throws at his feet to just kill the play, and he was the guy in the area, right? So it wasn't intentional grounding. Um, So you know, legitimately probably more like 9 targets, and several of them were just junky dump offs even then when the Rams were struggling, so we'll see if he still is involved. Allen Robinson wasn't really getting going, so if Allen Robinson gets going, how we'll see how much that takes away from Higby. But even still, still like the opportunity. He still, I think, will be involved as the third guy when A-Rob is is up to speed. Um, but I still like him, and if he can ever at times be the second guy, I mean that that what happened week one was the. Narrative was the scenario I gave for how Higby can work out for you, which was A-Rob isn't going to be, you know, the second target from week one, and Higby has to step up. That's what happened in the second half of that game, guys. All right, Tyler Conklin's next one. Again, a bunch of targets, finally connected for a touchdown, junk meaningless at the end of the game, losing by a lot, but he got it um now they're playing against cleveland yeah love it why not all right um that was oh then the panthers versus the giants i still like this now the panthers didn't do as well against the browns as i'd hoped but the browns actually did pretty well so i'm not sure who's that really on again the giants wide receivers are struggling jones you know, it, it came out okay, but there were still bad decision-making. So I mean, he reminds me of Carson Wentz, you know, it's like, are you Josh Allen or Carson Wentz? And he's leaning a lot more towards Carson Wentz. So, um, that was it guys. So if you want in the future, more of these shows, let me know what you think. What is useful to you? What's not, I would love to focus on those things that are useful and not on the things that aren't. So let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at FusionFFB. The video, the podcast, the notes, all on the website, uh, FusionFFB.com. And that's it, guys. Enjoy your week two. I'm already on to week three, and we'll be thinking about week four next week. Here on next week tonight, guys. Have a good one.